Welcome to Mind Body Fit, the weekly podcast about looking after your mind and body the easiest way possible. No bullshit diets, no extreme workouts, just simple, actionable steps to move you from where you are now to where you want to be. Hey friends, and thank you for tuning in to episode three of the Mind Body Fit podcast, where I'll be dishing out my top five clean eating tips for weight loss. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I would love for you to share it with a friend, share it on your socials, or leave a review on the platform you're tuning in on. You can also request topics by sending me a DM on Instagram at jess.j or emailing jess at jessj.com. Okay, with that out of the way, let's get into five clean eating tips which can skyrocket your mind-body-fit success. Tip one, focus on moderation. One thing I see really commonly in the health and fitness industry is extreme dieting, going from zero to 100 when it comes to your nutrition. This is seen in the form of rules like no carbs allowed, no treats ever, extremely reduced calories, or even drops which are used to reduce natural hunger. Now, don't get me wrong, in certain instances, I think extremes can be useful. Maybe your body needs a detox just for a week or two. Maybe you need something strict to initially start seeing results. Maybe you only have a month until your wedding and you've just left it far too late. The issue is not on these extremes being used, but rather how they are being used and what is understood about them. For instance, if you want to do a last minute shred for a wedding, by all means, do an extreme wedge shred. However, be aware that unless you want to focus on your nutrition on your wedding night and over your honeymoon, you'll probably pile it all back on within the week. Or let's say you have been on lots of holidays this year and feel like you need a bit of a detox. By all means, take the week, detox the system. But understand that after that week, you need to slowly taper yourself out of it in a controlled way to ensure the weight doesn't just pile back on within days. In order to not just lose weight, but to keep weight off, moderation is needed. Moderation can look like Reducing your carbs, but keeping enough in your diet to sustain your body, your muscles, and your energy. Reducing your junk food intake, but having the one slice of cake at your kid's birthday party. Reducing your calories, but not to the extent that you can't think straight. And focusing on your food, but not so much that it's all-consuming. Quick fixes attempting with everything in life, and especially when it comes to weight loss. However, Like all of those other things in life, if you use the quick fix in weight loss, the weight can just as easily make a quick return. So as you move forward in your weight loss journey, if you come across an extreme, ask yourself, how can I still do this, but with better moderation? Alrighty, tip two, healthy doesn't always equal weight loss. One common misconception I see in society these days is that foods that are healthy are also foods that help you lose weight and vice versa. This is not always the case. In the same way that you can have a meal that's really healthy for you but doesn't help you lose weight, you can also have a meal, or lack thereof, which helps you lose weight but isn't healthy for you. Some common examples with the former is Let's say a healthy burrito that's filled with chicken, beans, and rice bundled together in a wrap. There's not much about those foods that isn't healthy. However, the calorie content of a burrito like that is quite high and therefore, although healthy, doesn't necessarily promote weight loss. 
the same goes for certain healthy protein balls, healthy smoothies and healthy slices. A lot of these things might not have artificial sugars or processed foods, but they almost certainly still have a high natural sugar and calorie content and so therefore can still be labelled as healthy but are often detrimental to weight loss. Likewise, there are lots of weight loss bars, shakes, frozen meals, meal plans, which are awesome for reducing hunger and lessening calorie intake and cravings. These same foods, however, often, not always though, but often don't offer much healthy nutritional value when it comes to overall health. So when you're on a weight loss journey, it's important to ensure that you maintain your health in the process. You can do this by first being aware that healthy doesn't always equal weight loss and vice versa, comparing your options and making a food choice based on the option which gives you the best balance between the two. All right, tip three, load up your protein. I wish I could send this tip to everyone that's ever tried to lose weight because honestly, I feel like so many people are halted in weight loss from not implementing this. Your required or suggested protein intake will differ person to person. However, I can guarantee that for almost everyone that doesn't have a background in nutritional knowledge is not getting the amount of protein they should be, and especially not if you're trying to lose weight. The common recommended range of protein in general for men and women is 0.8 to 1 grams for every kilogram or 0.36 to 0.45 grams to every pound. So let's say you're roughly 65 kilos or 143 pounds. This would mean you should be getting 52 to 65 grams of protein in each day. Not too bad, right? Well, here's where it gets interesting. If you're trying to lose weight, it is generally, and again, I say generally because there are always exceptions to the rule, it is generally recommended that you should be aiming to virtually double this. Double. So that 52 to 65 very quickly becomes 104 to 130 grams of protein. And that, my friend, can be very difficult to get in. To give you an idea of this, in order to get that amount in with, say, eggs, you'd have to eat about 20 large boiled eggs. In chicken, one and a half full entire chickens, not just the breast or the thigh, 1.5 full chickens. Milk, you'd have to drink four liters. And for my vego friends, you'd have to eat roughly three cups worth of kidney beans. Now, of course, we don't get all of our protein from one meal. You might have the milk in the morning, kidney beans in your lunch, and chicken for dinner. However, by using these examples, you can see just how hard it is to get the required amount of protein each day to assist weight loss. This is often why protein shakes, bars, and yogurts are popular. It's an easy, calorie-controlled dose of protein to help you meet your protein requirements. I'm a huge fan of these supplements because of their ease. However, not all are made the same and some can even be detrimental to weight loss. If you want some more information on options, shoot me a DM on Instagram at JessJ. But to recap, protein can be a great healthy way to level up weight loss for most and ensure that you're getting the right required amount each day can really skyrocket your success. Okay, tip four watch serving sizes. 
So often in weight loss, I see people focusing too much on what they're eating and not nearly enough on how much. At the end of the day, basic weight loss without any underlying factors is calories in versus calories out. Essentially, the energy you eat versus the energy you release. Foods bad for weight loss, therefore, are foods that are high in calories and specifically foods that are high in calories but also fail to fill you up. Now, when it comes to calories, you can reach a measure by one high-calorie food or lots of low-calorie foods. Now, if I'm starting to lose you, don't stress. We're going to stop for a second and take a look at an example. One Big Mac burger has 563 calories, or for my Aussie friends, 2,353 kilojoules. Roughly, a chicken and salad sandwich with mayo will have half of that amount. And roughly, a medium bowl of a veggie stir fry will have half of that again. So, for the same amount of calories, you can either eat one Big Mac burger, two chicken and mayo sandwiches, or four bowls of veggies. Now, not many people will overeat sandwiches or veggie stir fries. That's kind of the benefit of those sort of lower calorie foods, which still will fill you up. But it sometimes can often happen with the size of a healthy meal or things like cereal, bars, nuts, fruit, yogurt, milk, red meat, and some low sugar alternatives. If you eat the amount of calories that would have equaled a high calorie food in these and they're not filling you up, then the benefit is gone. The benefit of a low calorie food is that you're less likely to eat the required amount to overeating your calories. So for example, it's very easy to overeat fries and eat more than one large packet, which sits at 366 calories. It's much harder to eat that amount of calories in carrots as you'd have to eat about a kilogram of them. The benefit lies in the ease of moderation. However, if you're still not moderating the calories, overeating even healthy food can cause you to gain weight. So if you're having three chicken and mayo sandwiches for lunch in an effort to avoid a Big Mac burger, you're actually eating more calories than if you just had the burger. Watch your serving sizes. Alrighty, tip five. Include a cheat meal, but not a cheat day. The term cheat meal gets thrown around quite a bit within the health and fitness realm. I'm not a huge fan of the term simply because cheat means to act dishonestly or unfairly to gain an advantage. I don't feel in a cheat meal there's anything dishonest or unfair, but cheat meals are used to gain an advantage. It's a common misconception that a cheat meal is actually just a meal that's considered junk food. McDonald's, greasy pizza, chips, lollies, ice cream. However, a cheat meal is actually just any meal or food that wouldn't be allowed in your current diet or meal plan. So for example, if you're on a keto diet, which is drastically reduced carbs, a cheat meal would be a heavy carbohydrate meal. If you're on a low sugar diet, it would be something sweet. Cheat meals are important for a variety of reasons. They help keep cravings at bay. They help ensure you're dieting in moderation. They help your body continue to process these types of foods. They help you often break away from a diet for a special occasion like a birthday or even a date night with your partner. Cheat meals are important in a weight loss journey. Cheat days, however, aren't. All too often in weight loss journeys, I see people turn, turn cheat meals into a whole day. Breakfast might be good, but then there's a milkshake before lunch. 
burger and chips for lunch, ice cream in the afternoon and pizza for dinner. Or maybe, look, maybe it's not that bad, but maybe it's bacon and eggs for breakfast, a toasted sandwich with added chips for lunch and a bottle of wine over dinner. Though these things aren't terrible, a day's worth of them consistently can certainly put a halt to your weight loss. In order to be beneficial and not detrimental, cheat meals should be consumed in one small sitting. For example, if you're having a pizza and a soft drink for dinner, that's fine. If you're having a pizza for lunch and then a milkshake later in the day, not as much. Use cheat meals to your advantage by eating what you're craving, being mindful when you eat, and limiting the cheat, for lack of a better word, to one sitting. So there you have it, my top five clean eating tips for weight loss. Tip one, focus on moderation. Tip two, understand that the term healthy doesn't always equal weight loss. Tip three, load up your protein. Tip four, watch your serving sizes. And tip five, include a cheat meal, but not a cheat day. The journey to weight loss can be frustrating and difficult. However, with the right knowledge behind you, support beside you, and goals in front of you, it can be an exciting, rewarding, and life-changing experience. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and if you'd like more information on eating clean to lose weight, feel free to DM me on Instagram at jess.j. Speak next week, and in the meantime, let it be easy.